What's up, guys? Max here, and I am wearing this shirt from my good friends over at Good Times Barbershop today because I need a haircut and I can't get one because just like everybody else, we're all in quarantine. Yes, that's right. It's a difficult time. Everybody's at home. Businesses are closed. People are struggling financially. I was uh, having a conversation with a buddy of mine who's a mental health uh, specialist, a psychiatrist, and we were talking about this whole quarantine thing and uh, what I could do for the Scuttlebutt show here, maybe have him on as a guest. And while he wasn't able to come be a guest, he was able to send me over uh, an article written by another psychiatrist in New York State who is a doctor doctor of uh, school and clinical psychology. So I thought I would share these 25 tips on mental health during quarantine. Step one, stick to a routine. Go to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time. Write a schedule that is varied and includes time for work as well as self-care. Step two, dress for the social life you want, not the social life you have. Get showered and dressed in comfortable clothes. Wash your face, brush your teeth, take the time to do a bath or facial, put on some bright colors. It is amazing how our dress can impact our mood. Step three, Get out at least once a day for at least 30 minutes. If you are concerned of contact, try first thing in the morning or later in the evening and try less traveled streets and avenues. If you are high risk or living with those who are high risk, open the windows and blast a fan. It is amazing how much fresh air can do for our spirits. Step four, find some time to move each day. Again, daily for at least 30 minutes. If you don't feel comfortable going outside, there are many YouTube videos that offer free movement classes. And if all else fails, turn on some music and have a dance party. Step five, reach out to others. You guessed it. At least once daily for 30 minutes, try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, texting, connect with other people to seek and provide support. Don't forget to do this for your children as well. Set up virtual playdates with friends daily via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger Kids, Zoom, etc. Your kids miss their friends too. Step six, stay hydrated and eat well. This one may seem obvious. But stress and eating often don't mix well, and we find ourselves overindulging, forgetting to eat, and avoiding food. Drink plenty of water, eat some good and nutritious foods, and challenge yourself to learn how to cook something new. Step seven, develop a self-care toolkit. This can look different for everyone. A lot of successful self-care strategies involve a sensory component, seven senses, touch, taste, sight, hearing, smell, vestibular, movement, and proprioceptive, comforting pressure. An idea for each, a soft blanket or stuffed animal, a hot chocolate, photos of vacations, comforting music, lavender or eucalyptus oil, a small swing or rocking chair, a weighted blanket, a journal, an inspirational book, or a mandala coloring book is wonderful. Bubbles to blow or blowing watercolor on paper through a straw are visually appealing as well as work on controlled breath, mint gum, Listerine strips, ginger ale, frozen starburst, ice packs, and cold are also good for anxiety regulation. For children, it is great to help them create a self-regulation comfort box, often a shoebox or bin they can decorate that they can use on the ready for first aid when overwhelmed. Step eight, spend extra time playing with children. Children will rarely communicate how they are feeling, but will often make a bid for attention and communication through play. Don't be surprised to see therapeutic themes of illness, doctor visits, and isolation playthrough. Understand that play is cathartic and helpful for children. It is how they process their world and solve and problem solve. And there's a lot they are seeing and experiencing in the now. Step nine, give everyone the benefit of the doubt and a wide berth. 
A lot of cooped up time can bring out the worst in everyone. Each person will have moments when they will not be at their best. It is important to move with grace through blowups, to not show up to every argument you are invited to, and to not hold grudges and continue disagreements. Everyone is doing the best they can to make it through this. Step 10. Everyone find their own retreat space. Space is at a premium, particularly with city living. It is important that people think through their own separate space for work and for relaxation. For children, help them identify a place where they can go to retreat when stressed. You can make this place using blankets, pillows, cushions, scarves, beanbags, tents, and forts. It is good to know that even when we are on top of each other, we have our own special place to go to be alone. Step 11. Expect behavioral issues in children and respond gently. We are all struggling with disruption in routine. None more than children who rely on routines constructed by others to make them feel safe and to know what comes next. Expect increased anxiety, worries, and fears, nightmares, difficulty separating or sleeping, testing limits, and meltdowns. Do not introduce major behavioral plans or consequences at this time. Hold stable and focus on emotional connection. Step 12. Focus on safety and attachment. We are going to be living for a bit with the unprecedented demand of meeting all work deadlines, homeschooling children, running a sterile household, and making a whole lot of entertainment in confinement. We can get wrapped up in meeting expectations in all domains, but we must remember that these are scary and unpredictable times for children. Focus on strengthening the connection through time spent following their lead, through physical touch, through play, through therapeutic books, and via verbal reassurances that you will be there for them in this time. Step 13, lower expectations and practice radical self-acceptance. This idea is connected with number 12. We are doing too many things in this moment under fear and stress. This does not make a formula for excellence. Instead, give yourself what psychologists call radical self-acceptance, accepting everything about yourself, your current situation, and your life without question, blame, or pushback. You cannot fail at this. There is no roadmap, no precedent for this, and we are all truly doing the best we can in an impossible situation. Step 14, limit social media and COVID conversation, especially around children. One can find tons of information on COVID-19 to consume, and it changes minute to minute. The information is often sensationalized, negatively skewed, and alarmist. Find a few trusted sources that you can check it, check in with consistently, limit it to a few times a day, and set a time limit on yourself for how much time you spend consuming it. 30 minutes tops, two to three times daily. Keep news and alarming conversations out of earshot from children. They see and hear everything and can become very frightened by what they hear. Step 15. Notice the good in the world. The helpers. There is a lot of scary, negative, and overwhelming information to take in regarding this pandemic. There are also a ton of stories of people sacrificing, donating, and supporting one another in miraculous ways. It is important to counterbalance this heavy information with the hopeful information. Tip 16. Help others. Find ways, big and small, to give back to others. Support restaurants. Offer a grocery shop. Check in with elderly neighbors. Write psychological wellness tips for others. Helping others gives us a sense of agency when things seem out of control. Tip 17. Find something you can control and control the heck out of it. In moments of big uncertainty and overwhelm, control your little corner of the world. Organize your bookshelf, purge your closet, put together that furniture, group your toys. It helps to anchor us and ground us when the bigger things are chaotic. Find a long-term project to dive into. Now is the time to learn how to play the keyboard, put together a huge jigsaw puzzle, start a 15-hour game of Risk, 
paint a picture, read the Harry Potter series, binge watch an eight-season show, crochet a blanket, solve a Rubik's Cube, or develop a new town in Animal Crossing. Find something that will keep you busy, distracted, and engaged to take breaks from what is going on in the outside world. Tip 19. Engage in repetitive movements and left-right movements. Research has shown that repetitive movements, knitting, coloring, painting, clay sculpting, jump roping, etc., especially left-right movements, running, drumming, skating, hopping, can be effective at self-soothing and maintaining self-regulation in moments of distress. Tip 20. Find an expressive art and go for it. Our emotional brain is very receptive to the creative arts, and is a, it is a direct portal for release of feeling. Find something that is creative, sculpting, drawing, dancing, singing, music, playing, and give it your all. See how relieved you can feel. It is a very effective way of helping kids to emote and communicate as well. Tip 21. Find lightness and humor in each day. There is a lot to be worried about, and with good reason. Counterbalance this heaviness with something funny each day. Cat videos on YouTube are a great way. A stand-up show on Netflix. A funny movie. We all need a little comedic relief in our day, every day. Tip 22. Reach out for help. Your team is there for you. If you have a therapist or psychiatrist, they are available to you, even at a distance. Keep up your medications and your therapy sessions the best you can. If you are having difficulty coping, seek out help for the first time. There are mental health people on the ready to help you through this crisis. Your children's teachers and related service providers will do anything within their power to help, especially for those parents tasked with the difficult task of being a whole treatment team to their child with special challenges. Seek support groups of fellow homeschoolers, parents, and neighbors to feel connected. There is help and support out there. Any time of the day, although we are physically distant, we can always connect virtually. Okay, guys, we're almost through the list. Thanks for hanging in there with me, and I hope this has been helpful. If it has, please subscribe down below and check out another one of the videos on our YouTube channel. If you want to, go ahead and drop a like, leave a comment, and I will definitely reply to your comment. I'm very active in the comments section. If you haven't already, head over to your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to The Scuttlebutt Show, where you'll find this and many more really great episodes on all kinds of issues. So it was nice talking to you, and uh, let's get back to the list. Tip 23. Chunk your quarantine. Take it moment by moment. We have no roadmap for this. We don't know what this will look like in one day, one week, or one month from now. Often, when I work with patients who have anxiety around overwhelming issues, I suggest that they engage in a strategy called chunking, focusing on whatever bite-sized piece of, of a challenge that feels manageable, whether that be five minutes a day or a week at a time. Find what feels doable for you and set a timestamp for how far ahead in the future you will let yourself worry. Take each chunk one at a time and move through stress in pieces. Tip 24, remind yourself daily that this is temporary. It seems in the midst of this quarantine that it will never end. It is terrifying to think of the road stretching ahead of us. Please take the time to remind yourself that although this is very scary and difficult and will go on for an undetermined amount of time, it is a season of life and it will pass. We will return to, to feeling free, safe, busy, and connected in the days ahead. Tip 25, Find the lesson. This whole crisis can seem sad, senseless, and at times avoidable. When psychologists work with trauma, a key feature to helping someone work through said trauma is to help them find their agency, the potential positive outcomes they can affect, the meaning and construction that can come out of destruction. What can, te what can each of us learn here in big and small ways from this crisis? What needs to change in ourselves, our homes, our communities, our nation, and our world? Okay, thank you guys for watching. I hope that you're doing well at home. 
Let me know how it's going. Feel free to comment down below, like, subscribe to this channel, and I will be talking to you all very soon. Bye. Hey, do my outros suck? I'm not sure. I don't know how to sign out of these podcasts. It's something I'm working on. Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to that episode. It was really fun to do. I hope that you enjoyed it also. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can listen to all the other episodes. There's tons more episodes already available and more coming every week. If you haven't gotten over to YouTube and subscribed over there, please go ahead and do that. It would uh, mean a lot to me if you did. There's all these podcasts are available on YouTube as well as a bunch of other content that you wouldn't find here in the podcast. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can head over to anchor.com, subscribe there, and you can do monthly contributions if you choose to. If you'd like to see this program grow and support, then uh, that would mean the world to me. I, I just, I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, re feel free to reach out to me anytime via our social media or email, all at the Scuttlebutt Show. Email is the Scuttlebutt Show, gmail.com. And I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. And let's go ahead and listen to another episode. All right. Bye.